Hey, I'm Ethan. Hi, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of Repo Man. I watched the second half of Repo Man. And this is, is the, the other, other half. half. Hello. What are you, you going to say? I don't know what I was going to say. I don't really know how to start off this classic piece of american history that's uh-huh. been preserved in the criterion it is film collection. just recently was put into the criterion renovated uh yeah um restored uh-huh yeah beautifully um both of this guy's restored. films are in the criterion too and we've actually seen his other one the sid and nancy he made the sid and nancy movie oh yeah yeah that kind of makes a lot of sense alex cox i think is the guy's I think, name yeah i think that's his name he wrote and directed this yeah um this guy harry dean stanton who i love i love harry dean stanton um, who's Harry? Oh, he was the um, he's a uh, he bud, bud, bud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's he's Emilio great. Estevez, who I think is actually really perfectly cast in this as well. Yeah, I didn't think he Otto. could. I've never seen him act like this. Yeah, I only see Emilio Estevez from uh, uh, Mighty Breakfast Ducks. Club. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> we'll go with Breakfast Club. Yeah, that one, Mighty Ducks, maybe. Ducks yeah. fly together. <laughs> <laughs> is he better in the cartoon? He's not in the cartoon. No, no, no. None of the people in the movie are in the cartoon. No. So, right. So what are your thoughts on Repo well, Man? Well, Repo Man was weird because I've heard so much around it that what I thought it would be mm. and what it is is completely different. Yes. Yeah. This is one of those rare moments where I was had a very specific idea in my head of what this was going to be. And it totally was it not was that not at all. It was not that at all. No. Like, I thought Repo Man was, like, some reason, like, an action thriller movie kind of like i thought sylvester stallone was in it for some reason well actually well actually there Uh was a movie that was made recently Uh with i think jude law called repo men which was like an action adventure i don't think that was it though oh oh, i'm thinking of demolition man that's what i'm thinking of so i thought they were the same movie (laughs) no one's just repurposing or or repossessing one is demolishing one is destroying yeah Uh, yeah so i think i got those two confused so Mm. i don't really know much about this the only thing I really did recognize was the generic food in the movie. Yeah. Uh, everything was labeled like soda mm-hmm. or, um, or like cereal. Or they didn't even say like or flakes of corn or something oh, like that. Yeah. Like it was more literal generic everything they ate or everything. Apparently they that ate. was on purpose. I guess that was a thing that was happening at the time because of shortages and I don't know, like a cheaper. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. So that's the thing I don't understand about this movie and perhaps it'll shed more light on it, but mm. like, it's got a really slow build about what even the movie's about. Yeah. Because you're, you're kind of along with these punks. Mm-hmm. Oh, you follow the punks around. Not really. You follow one punk. Mm. Uh, Emilio Estevez. Otto. Otto. Yes. Yeah. That's his name. Uh, which is ironic because he cars takes so many auto cars. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I didn't really know quite what this movie was going to do because I knew there was like a strange supernatural element. I thought, yeah, I thought it was going to be some sort of thing where like they repossessed a car. In my head, I thought they were going to like repossess a car and then the car had some kind of like magical qualities and then use that car to like repossess other cars. But that's not at all no. what it is. It, it, instead, it was aliens. Aliens or Alien. like, yeah, or like uh, radiation or something too. I'm like, pretty sure is it really? I never heard of radiation. I Mostly for me, it was... Um, aliens right. seem to be, but I guess radiation would make sense. From Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Um, radiation is a good one though, because this was made in '86, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of a lot of fear around 
mm-hmm. nuclear stuff yeah. around that time for yeah. sure. There's uh there's this character that eventually ends up driving the car. He mentions how they uh what is it? They they he's like radiation, nobody nobody understands radiation. You hear all these lies about it, how bad it is. And then I guess him and his a friend of his uh, made the neuron neutron bomb. So there's all this talk of like radiation oh, yeah, yeah. And, and neutron stuff that he says like the neutron bomb kills people but leaves buildings alone. And I'm like that is so weird because it's sort of like even back in like the early 80s, there's this sort of difference between like human life and property. Yeah. You know, the importance of property over human life. Yeah. This is definitely a movie that has a viewpoint, a very nihilistic viewpoint, yeah. kind of a punk viewpoint. Very of, punk. Of uh, capitalism in America and yeah. how it's progressed, even in the 80s, yeah. to, you know. Repo men are scum. They're repossessing people's property and like s- stuff like that. It has right. that kind of mindset. Right. And it, I don't know. It's weird. It's just, I kind of feel like I am Otto and just kind of like floating through this movie, <laughs> just kind of experiencing it. This Not was, really like. This was movie was fucking bananas. Yeah. Which is, I don't think that's something we're really selling. This movie fucking it's off weird. the wall. Every weird character's shit. weird as hell. Yeah. Every All the repo men weird. are named after beers. Did you oh, I didn't that? even realize that. You got Bud. Miller, Blight. Oh, the guy named Light and yeah, and the guy named Bud, yeah. Mm. That's, that's so it. weird, right? It's weird. <laughs> it's just, and, and especially considering they go and they get a drink. Yeah, they don't yeah, ever yeah. go and get like beer. They just go and get a drink, get and a they drink. just buy drink, which is in generic brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cup. Exactly, exactly. Like the humans have become the product. It's just such a weird. There's so much punk shit weird going on world too. that you're just kind of like aliens. sitting around. Yeah. There's the there's the FBI. Do you ever see the feds in your half of the movie? Yeah. The woman feds. with the uh the the glove. The one with the glove. Yep. She's going around just being like, "Don't worry about this. It's fine." It's fucking weird. It's bizarre. It's, I I mean I I love it. Yeah. I, I loved I love how weird it was. I do want to keep watching it because I was just like I don't I don't feel like I'm really internalizing what this is this was one of the few movies of in a while that confused me so long like i was watching my half and i don't think i understood what was kind of going on until halfway through the movie even then i was like i think i know what's going on that was kind of me too even though i was watching the beginning of the movie i was like i don't know where this is gonna go yeah there's really no three-act structure here it just sort of like start like like crumbling you know or or like uh it's like a like a domino thing like things just start happening like in succession yeah i think that's pretty accurate but it's not like confusing either i don't think no i don't think you ever lose track of the main plot or the main characters or anything like that yeah like things that just happen to him they don't really forward the plot they just kind of like oh now he's experiencing this i guess yeah 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 like this is happening and also Otto doesn't is a character doesn't really seem to react to anything around him and kind of right uh, way he just kind of is aloof to so many yeah, things he just kind of like falls into stuff and doesn't really want to do anything he is yeah he doesn't really do much either Mm-mm. he's just sort of around things that happen yeah yeah he's a good audience surrogate yeah he's kind of a dick he, yeah he is a dick but everyone's but we're kind all of, dicks mm, <laughs> everyone is a dick in this movie too like, yeah that's true there's everyone's no one mean. except for maybe like layla the late the, uh, she's kind of a dick later on in the is movie she? okay yeah. she seems fine for the most part but like it just they just paint such a grim picture of LA in mm. the 80s and how everything just looks yeah. gross and sad. It's and, and it's almost like it's weird like I mean I guess it's been over a year since I've been to LA but it kind of feels like this still, you know? Like everything's just sort of like dirty some ways. Like, there's definitely some parts that are worse. Yeah. Um but they they have that good kind of 
brown, gray, grim filter. I loved it though. Covering everything. Yeah. No, it definitely set a mood. Yeah. It almost felt kind of like um like a, like dystopian a, kind yeah. of Mad Maxi feel. I was feeling more like a like a like a Blade Runner feel to it. Yes, that's also a good one. Yeah. I was gonna say very cyberpunk despite there being like no like future type and also, stuff. But like Yeah, that's one thing. Despite or yeah, or like even like uh like uh they live too, sort of Yes, yeah. yes, hundred percent. I was thinking that when I was watching, I'm like, this is very they live where it's like everything is kind of exactly you can't really pinpoint what exactly is wrong something's it's just, wrong but there's a bunch of multiple things that just aren't right they're not they're adding not, up yeah and if you saw that in real life one of those things you'd be like oh okay whatever but considering that that's all you see in this movie mm-hmm. you're kind of like well it's something afoot yeah yeah and then also like this feels like a no budget movie which is the other weird thing yeah like it feels like it feels like all these big budget dystopian films but like with like no budget put into it so it's like it's almost like a very simplistic form of like dystopian feel like it's almost like you dropped in the middle of it you know and you're just sort of like yep this is weird this is bad you know but it's not like big and bombastic you know yeah because it looks dystopian but if you ask me to pinpoint why Mm -hmm. it looks dystopian i would say perhaps the reason is there's just less people around yeah or like um, everyone seems so mean and everyone, miserable yeah, everyone's like extremely miserable and angry and i guess yeah. it's gonna be la but you know yeah um living in california yeah, yeah. and it's hot yeah and uh, you, there's no one has any money it's hard times yeah whatever. that's true too it's weird it's a weird it's a weird movie it's a very weird movie but i kind of liked how mixed up it kind of also reminded me like brazil almost as well the terry mm. gilliam film like it's just sort of like again it's like did, is there ever like a time like is there a time set like do they say this is taking oh. place you know so it's sort no. of they make it seem almost like the like future because it's set in the 80s but it almost feels like it's set in future 80s yeah because yeah, yeah. They're, like showing um it starts off with like a map of la mm-hmm. but it's like all digital in um oh that's green, very, green and black that's almost uh like escape from new york feel too yeah very yeah. similar yeah. and it has like freeways like freeway 666 and all this like punk stuff <laughs> it's got this great soundtrack at the beginning like the music in this movie's great it's so good <laughs> it's like a weird mix of at least in my half it was a weird mix of like punk music and like surfer rock yeah, yeah. <laughs> perfect perfect description of this like yeah. california apocalypse yeah yeah <laughs> that's what this movie's going for it hits it perfectly too um anyway i'm gonna get into the plot a yeah bit. tell me a bit about so how we, the movie we, opens we start off with that map and then it i noticed there's a guy in here in the credits named dick rude i'm like that's a great name for this perfect name perfect i feel name. like they only cast him for his name probably i don't yeah. even know if he's an actor it could have been a sound guy it doesn't yeah. matter <laughs> it's just like there's a guy named dick rude on set let's get him we're in front bringing of the camera. him in yeah we're bringing him in yeah. um so we got this random guy getting pulled over by a cop he's got kind of a strange he's got some glasses on one mm. of them is like really dark kind of like a pirate patch <laughs> It's very strange. What is it with all the people that have like one eyes? I don't know. Because like the guy from Roswell has one eye. Yeah, I think that's the guy I'm talking about. The guy from oh, Roswell. Oh, okay. I think okay. it's the same guy. So There's some other dude that has an eye patch as well in my half. I'm oh, just, really? Yeah, it's very weird. He's it's rough just, out here. Someone's got to sell an eye or something. I guess so. <laughs> they repossess your eye. In the, in the what is it? In the land of the blind, the one eyed man is king. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm everyone reaching. has eyes. I everyone don't know. has <laughs> eyes too, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so he's like. The cop pulls him over because he's speeding or whatever. And the mm. cop's like, what are you doing around here? He's like, oh, I'm from, not from around here. He's like, what's in the trunk? He's like, oh, you don't want to go there. Oh, and yeah, Of course, yeah. he's like, oh, we're going to go there. And he goes and he opens up and he goes, Wah! and he's, bright light appears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see his skeleton as he gets vaporized. vaporized. Yeah, and yeah. It's just his boots that's left. That's so cool. And I'm like, all right. Well, that's a real good way to set the tone in this movie <laughs> because you got some guy who's not acting right. You got weird gore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaporizing. And you got um, 
uh, anti, ACAB. Yeah, anti-establishment <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. This movie is very anti-cop, and it's really cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> so we got um, got Emilio Estevez and his friend Kevin. Did you meet Kevin at all? He kind of looks like Napoleon Dynamite. Um, is he bald? No, he's got he's got hair mm. and big big old eighties glasses. No, I don't he's think he's kind of nerdy looking. No, interesting. Well. His friend Kevin there is... Oh, I think I see him once. Like, yeah. he's in the hospital. I feel like his... Okay, that kind of makes sense. I feel like his arc kind of ended in my half anyway. Mm. So I was curious if he came back. But he's singing the song about 7-Up, which is interesting because he's, like, putting a bunch of generic colas together in a grocery store. Uh-huh. Which is where it seems like Kevin and Emilio Estevez are working. Mm-hmm. Um, but his friend... Uh, Kevin gets fired somehow. I'm not quite sure. Oh, no. Emilio Estevez gets fired because he doesn't want to do something. He's right. just like, fuck you, man. Fuck you, manager. <laughs> and he's like, the manager's like, well, you can't say that. And then his like guard pulls a gun out on him. Yeah. It's really weird. Very violent It's time. very violent times. Yeah. And his Kevin gets fired as well, even though he didn't do anything. He's just doing his job. <laughs> he's just friends with uh, yeah. Emilio Estevez. So, so fuck him, too. First off, Emilio Estevez loses his job. And then he goes and hangs out with his punk friends, mm-hmm. which is just a bunch of guys just moshing in like a random Yeah, there's like lot. a guy with a, uh, uh, what is it? Like a, like a, like his hair is cut. Uh, what's it called? I don't know. Buzz cut? Buzz cut. Well, yeah, there's the, there's like a, a bald guy and then like a lady. This is just a whole bunch of people he's just watching oh, with. It's okay. not anyone specific. Because some of these punks end up becoming bigger parts in my half okay. of the movie. Maybe. I don't really, I didn't pay attention to any of them because they didn't really do anything. Like he's just like, hey, you get out of prison? Cool. And then they just wash around for a bit. Okay. And then he goes to like a party and he's hanging out with his lady and she's like, hey, go get a beer for me. And he's like, ugh, fine, whatever. And she's he, not 21, probably. I guess. No, yeah. no, it's like, just go downstairs to get a beer oh, in okay. the party house. And everyone's partying. And then he gets a beer, comes back up, and she's making out with another guy. And he's like... <sighs> I hate to just, see it. And, and his girlfriend, or well, ex-girlfriend at this point, <laughs> is like, man, that guy's like... Don't worry about him. He's a, he's a baby. You don't even have to worry about <laughs> that. Emilio Estevez Yeah. Oh. As he says to, this, uh, to the guy she's macking on, mm. he's just like, oh, man, my life sucks. And he leaves. Oh. And um, he looks real depressed. And then he goes walking around like kind of a sketchier neighborhood. Um, I guess that's every neighborhood in this movie. Yeah, every neighborhood is pretty sketchy. And some dude drives up, our friend Bud, mm-hmm. and says, hey, hey, man, you want to make $25? He's like, no, get out of here. <laughs> He's like, look, man, my wife is pregnant. And um, I got to like, I, her car's here. I just dropped her off from the hospital. I don't want to leave in the sketchy part of town. Can you like, can you I'll give you 25 bucks? You just drive and just follow me. Mm. He's like, no. He's like. I'll do it for 40. He's like, I'll give you 50. Just do it. He's Damn. Like, okay. So he goes in this car, gets the keys, opens it, and you see a shot from the window. It's like, hey, some, these two, uh, this Mexican couple's like, hey, some gringos are taking your, your ride or messing with it. Mm. And then he just takes the car and drives off. And this old lady and old Mexican man are like, what the hell? Aww. Drives off. Oh, he repossessed it. He repossessed it. And then he arrives at this dump, which is the repossess repossession lot it's mm-hmm. very crappy what's looking. it called it's called like uh open <sighs> arms or something like something that like that open like, hands it's a really bad name yeah well it's like ironic name yes yeah. exactly um also what's great about this is all the cars look really old like and i can't tell if it's because they're from just the 80s right or if just because it's meant to look really old and dirty yeah i can't yeah, tell yeah. it's hard for me to tell <laughs> he arrives and um He's like, this sucks. What are you guys doing here? Like, what happened to your what happened to your wife? He's like, oh, I must have forgot about her. I'm sure she's fine. We're repo men here. What's up, dude? Have a <laughs> beer. Isn't it cool? He's like, you're 21, right? He's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, you, you want a job, kid? 
And he's like, be a repo man. Fuck no, that sucks. And then <laughs> the lady hands him a bunch of money. He's like, too bad, you're one already. Huh. He's got a bunch of money now. It's called the Helping Hand Acceptance Corporation. What a great name. Uh, what a that's what I'm saying, man. This movie's got like a ton of shit in it, and it's just like it'll, it'll just like trip over this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's just so much thrown at you that's hard to really process all of it. Yeah. Um. So looks like the government's involved now with that cop death that I mentioned earlier, mm. and they're like the one that, that got vaporized. It was the lady, and she's just like, I don't know, people just explode randomly. <laughs> says this other cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems okay to me. And they leave. <laughs> um. So we cut back to Emilio Estevez talking to Kevin. And um, his nerd friend, his nerd friend Kevin, and they're looking for jobs, mm. trying to find a new job. And um, thought he got the repo job. Well, he didn't want it. He didn't want to be no repo man. Oh. That sucks. Yeah. So then um, Kevin's like, "I'm really excited to be a fry cook. Like they're gonna really promote me really well there." And mm. it's just he just starts reading off all these classified jobs for like basically like cleaning out outhouses and mm. stuff like that, like really awful jobs. Yeah, like shitty jobs. And don't pay anything. Yeah. And he's like, "I need money." And he goes, he goes to his parents. And um, his parents, he opens the door and his parents are just watching like a preacher on TV. Hmm. Someone who's literally saying stuff like, uh, I want your money because the Lord wants your money. <laughs> that sort of stuff. So This feels very RoboCop as well. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. Is his dad, does his dad, like he sees like a heftier guy with glasses? I think so. Yeah, he's got kind of longer hair. Oh, no. Okay. No, it's not the guy Maybe I'm thinking, thinking someone of. else. Yeah. I never saw like, this is the only part I saw with his parents. And he asks, like, hey, so that extra money you're going to give me when, like, I graduate and go to college or whatever, can you, like, give that to me now? Like, is that <laughs> cool? Advance, can yeah. you give it in advance? And the parents are like, oh, no, we gave that away to the church. <laughs> oh, no. So you're you're when the members going to whatever part of heaven that they made up or mm, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so that's that's what your life's going to be. He's like, oh, great. Thanks, <laughs> parents. Um. I kind of like how he is a punk and he seems to like have parents that are, have like money, you know? Yeah. Like he's well, just, not anymore. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, a, they seem to live in an okay house, right? Yeah. But yeah. you know, when you're angsty, you got those teenage. Angsts no, that's that, true. But, yeah. Like he's, he's doing okay for himself, but also you can kind of see that his parents don't really care. Yeah. They, they only care, care about, about their own thing. Yeah. Uh, so then he joins the repo man. Um, and he meets Bud, and Bud is like teaching him the ropes. He's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I got a code, right? We got a repo code. I right. think all repo men follow this code. At least I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, don't fuck with anything in the car. Just take the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you got to get up real early and stay up late to be a repo man. That's why every repo man does coke, and then they're all doing <laughs> cocaine, God. trying to stay awake. Um, so yeah, everyone does that. Uh, and he's like, let's go get a drink. And then they go and they cut to them getting literal drinks from a like, 7-Eleven type place. Mm. And they leave. And it turns out that 7-Eleven is being held up by the punks that um, Mila used to hang out with. Right, right, right. And they're just like, hey, isn't that, isn't that Otto? But they're just like, whatever, get this guy's money. Yeah, they don't care. They just um, want money. So then there's a scene where they go to the LA River. They're driving around trying to get a car, I guess. But then the Rodriguez brothers show up. The Rodriguez brothers, who are they? They're just another. They're kind of like repo men, but they kind they're of like s- corporate repo men. Yeah, they're like federal repo men. They're a little bit higher up. They're not as um, scummy, I guess. Mm. They're a little higher up, I think. Yeah, I think but they're the, paid better. They're more. Yeah, yeah, more fancy. So they yeah. do like a weird race in the LA River. They try to mess each other and they drive away. Right. And I was um, so confused by them because they were my half as well. And I'm like, I don't know anything about these people, but like they, 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 they there seems to be an animosity between. There's animosity. Yeah. They don't like each other very much. Yeah. Um, and Mila <laughs> is like, whoa, that was intense. I can't believe I that ride. 
And Bud's like, yeah, a repo man is always intense. <laughs> yeah. Let's go get a drink. And then they go back to the drink place. <laughs> the movie which, ends with that line. A repo man's life is always intense. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then they go back to that place with the 7-Eleven, which just got robbed. <laughs> like, it just got finished being robbed. And they're like, oh, huh, this place is weird. Oh, well. Guess we'll take that. So then they go and they repossess a car from a millionaire who's being a dick to people in a laundromat mm. uh, that he owns, I guess. Um, and he takes the car from... It's a nice car. Right. And so Emilio does it on his own. He takes the car, even though I think Bud or whoever was with him was like, you need to go with me. But regardless, he took it. And he um, sees a girl and he's all like feeling high because he's got this nice car he's driving around. He's like... Right. So his girl, which is Layla. And this is like... Runs... Like, gets distracted by her, says, hey, hey, you want to ride? And she just ignores him. <laughs> and he runs into a bunch of garbage. And this old lady comes out and is like, pick up the garbage! And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. Anyway, <laughs> you want to ride, lady? You want to ride? And she's like, okay. And I'm like, what made you want to do that? Because he told off an old lady. I guess. Yeah, and that's the, enough. And they drive They drive Layla's off. weird. She's very odd. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, getting in a car with that guy, weird. Yeah, bad move. Bad move. Yeah. But it gets. she immediately comes off as being weird because... She's like, where are you going? He's like, well, okay, so hold on. And then she dives under the car and, like, hides in the car. Sorry, she doesn't dive under a car. She <laughs> dives down in the passenger side right. of the... Where the feet go. Where the feet go. Yeah. She dives down there because a bunch of government men are looking for her. Why are the government looking for because her? Because she shows him a picture of an alien. Oh. And he laughs. He's like, this is stupid. Why would you look at this? This is ridiculous. But she's like, you laugh. But these are real alien photos. <laughs> oh, no. Like, uh, it's a picture of four of them, and it just looks like a bunch of tentacles. Oh. And uh, there's this person with a Chevy Malibu who has one. They captured yeah. it, and uh, she's trying to escape. And he's like, whoa, that's crazy. I don't really care. I'm just kind of whatever. <laughs> and uh, I love how that you could just be told, like, here's photo evidence of aliens. There's a man running around with aliens in his trunk. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Not Whatever. a big deal. World. It's just like nowadays when people were like, "Hey, UFOs exist," and no one was like, "Eh, whatever." Who Whatever. Cares? We got yeah. Trump in the office. It's worse. <laughs> More important yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> They're not doing anything. Whatever. <laughs> not bothering anybody. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So they arrive at the place. Uh, the place is called United Fruitcake Factory, which <laughs> he laughs at, and I realize it stands for UFO. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. All right. That's cute. Um. Uh, so Layla gets there and is like, you know, and he's like, so you want to like beat up afterwards? Like, Wait, have a good ride. United Fruitcake Factory. Uh, that United Fruitcake s- Outlet. Sorry, oh, okay. I call it Factory. Sorry. <laughs> I like, know I wrote that. UFF down. baby. Yeah, no, no, UFO. <laughs> okay. Thank you for catching that. You're welcome. Um, he's like, she's like, wow, you're such a dick. So maybe, <laughs> maybe girls will go for you more if you lighten up. And he's like, oh. girls pay to get out with me. And then she's like, oh, cool. I'm gonna fuck you now in the back of the car. <laughs> So they bang in the back of the car, which is weird. None of these characters make sense. Like, no. I'm, not, I'm not here for the characters because no. the characters are all bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Definitely. I the world. That, I think that's a testament to how cool the world is. I yeah. keep wanting to watch it because it's just like, what is this place? Yeah, you want to just learn more about what's going what's on. What's happening? Yeah. Um, also, there's aliens. Also, there's aliens. That's like, cool. That's great. They can vaporize people. Um, yeah, so then they he steals a nice car with, uh, uh, what's it, light? Steals a nice car with light, and they just start throwing stuff out the back. Mm. And it was they're like wrapped presents, and they start throwing them out the back, which is funny because Bud was talking about like not messing with people's things, but they're messing with it. Right. Throws it out the back. One of them breaks open. It's a whole wad of just cash, and so they're just throwing away money that they could be stealing. <laughs> they're just throwing it outside, 
which I think just shows kind of their attitude towards the world. Which yeah. It's just like, whatever, who cares? Burn it. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. We're just doing our job here, get what we want. Right. Who cares about like optimizing our life or yeah. whatever? Or improving ourselves. Or improving ourselves. Yeah. Um, so Light tells them you got to read this thing called uh, Diuretics, the Science of Matter Over Mind. By <laughs> and it shows the book, and it's just a shot of him. Look at the book. That's weird. Diuretics comes up later too. It's by X Rum Bubba, <laughs> and it's just a shot of him burning it. Like the first shot is just the book, and mm. I paused to write down what it was, and then I unpaused and he just threw it in the fire. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. <laughs> and there's a strange mechanic. I don't know his name, but he's just hanging out by the repo yard. I think he's, his name is Miller. Is he Miller? He is might he? be. Um, but he keeps talking about aliens and time travel and like mm. how do you he's saying stuff like <clears throat> how do people like he's kind of balding, exist? right? Yeah. He's, he's like, got a, yeah. People in the past are just people from the future that got on UFOs and like went back to the future sure. the past and then started making themselves and that's how we got here. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, definitely. That's him. That's what he says. <laughs> and of course Otto's just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> I don't really think about anything. Yeah, he doesn't care about anything. So that's revealed that they find a twenty grand bounty on a Malibu. Mm-hmm. So Malibu they gotta get it. They gotta get it. But but the Rodriguez brothers are also after this Malibu. Exactly. Yeah. Um so Otto finds this out about the Malibu, goes to uh the UFO place and mm-hmm. tells Layla about it except she you think he's gonna tell her about it but he just wants to bang he's like hey can you give me a blowy <laughs> and she's like no I gotta go back to work you're weird <laughs> but they got actual news to say so then they leave or I guess he leaves um and then Bud's talking to Light about how he wants to get enough money with that uh 20 grand bounty to run his own repo place and be his own boss that's so interesting um why does he want to be a repo man now because well, he, he realizes how much money he makes. Well, he wants to be an owner, like the oh, owner the guy who tells man. people what exactly. to do. Exactly. Yeah. He wants to be that. He wants yeah. to have other people do work for him. Um. So wants to be what's her name, Mary something, the the lady that runs the repo place. I never saw her. Oh really? Oh wait, no, she's the one who paid him, who paid yeah Mila the first time. What is her name? I never knew. I don't uh, think it was ever said. Mary Ann. Sure. Sure. Something Mary- like that. Marianne, Susan, the si- Karen, yeah, whatever. The skipper, like, too. There's a bunch. There's some lady. She owns the repo place with a great name. She, yeah, definitely. Very, very. I, I liked her in my half of the yeah, movie. Yeah, she's but I guess she isn't that big of a. It, she doesn't do much. She doesn't do much in your half. Just like a real boss. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? She just sits on her ass all day. Um, So, uh, the guy at the Malibu arrives at where Kevin works now, which seems to be like a um, gas. Marlene. Marlene, okay. There Seems to be at like a gas station, yeah. and he doesn't look very good. He looks like he's sick for some reason. I don't know if that ever comes into play later. Who? Kevin. Oh, Kevin. I guess he just winds up in the hospital. Well, maybe he's real sick. Yeah. So he's like, "You want a vacuum, sir?" And the guy just doesn't respond and just kind of like goes over to a corner and like I think throws up, or he just goes into. He seems really tired over driving the Malibu, mm. and um, he's like, "Okay, well, sir, you want me to vacuum your trunk?" And then luckily, some guys show up. So Rodriguez brothers, and they're there like, "Hey, man, I left a uh, box of matches in like your store or something. Can you go check them?" And he's like, "Okay." So he goes and checks. And during that time, the Rodriguez brothers, one of them, steals the Malibu. Right. And they're so they got the Malibu. They're driving around. Um, so wait, there's a bounty out for the Malibu to repossess it. Yeah. Is this from the cut? The, the 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 the. I think it's from the FBI. Yeah, the FBI, right? Yeah. That's interesting. I know that like there's one very special lady who's trying to the who, the gloved lady. No, it's a different lady. But is she's it? she's the one who is talking about the repossession 
bounty and is like giving it to the Rodriguez brothers and Bud is outside begging for it and he mm. eventually gets it. But that's like I think that's Marlene. Oh, you think so? I think so. Because they call Marlene later, the Rodriguez brothers on the phone to tell her. Oh, that maybe. They, I'm thinking got... of I'm okay, I'm thinking of someone completely different then. Because I don't think she's the same one who is at the office or whatever. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe she is. I, I think know. she is. Okay, maybe you're right. I don't know. I don't know why she would be working with the Rodriguez brothers. Though. I don't either. All right, well, whatever. Gets the money. Um and uh, oh, sorry. Cut to Emilio Estevez. He's actually at some old lady's house, mm. and is like, "Hey, you know what? You're gonna find some money, but I might have to repossess your car." She's like, "Oh, I don't, oh, I don't have the money, but I'll see if I could do something." And um, all her sons come home. <laughs> he seems very awkward. He's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna leave," and she's like, "Look, son, sons." <laughs> This is the nice guy who is working with the finance company who s- says they're not going to take my car this time. Oh. And they're like, oh, okay. So he gets back and his car's on blocks oh. and they just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Jesus. So he's all beat up. And then some rent-a-cop guy chastises him. And the last thing I saw is the Rodriguez brothers yes. in a Malibu. And they're like, it's really hot in here. Yes. They're, the, the car is really hot. The Roswell car is mm-hmm. hot. And I think it's because the aliens are giving off some kind of like radiation okay uh because there's always like there's this green glow occurring in the car mm, i don't think i noticed that yeah uh i mean it, I, I think it's becoming more and more green throughout the movie so more it's not radiated. as obvious okay. as yours um right so they are like it's too hot let's park the car on the side of the road i'm gonna call marlene and let her know that we've got the car and you get a soda so while they're out getting a soda and calling marlene the punks show up mm. and they're like let's steal that fucking car that's nice so they steal that car Okay. And the Rodriguez brothers are what the, like, what the fuck? Somebody just stole a car. Um, and then, uh, then what happens next? Yeah. And that's the end of that bit. Okay. So they've got the car now. The punks have the car. Got so it. then we've got uh, Emilio Estevez. He's with Light in the car. And Light drops him off at this place to take the car, mm-hmm. uh, to take a car. And um, Emilio Estevez tries to take the car, but then gets shot at. From inside a, a a house. Okay, so, so they're trying take to retake car. the Maldo. Tr- Got it. No, it's a different. Car. Oh, it's a completely different car. Totally different car. Got it. Sorry, these two scenes are. Separate. Just want to make sure. No, please be. Yes, please. If you have any questions, I had plenty. I'm like, okay, wait, who's the main character here? Because oh, I, I saw great, the Rodriguez yeah. brothers. I saw these punks. I see Emilio Estevez. It's a lot, a lot going on. It's a lot going on. So, Emilio Estevez tries to steal this other car. Gets shot at. Light shows up. And Miller was like, let me get, get in the car. I, I want to get out of here. They're, they're shooting at us. And then Light get, fucking pulls a gun out and starts shooting in the house. Oh, my God. And, yeah. And Miller was like, what the fuck are you doing, Light? We got to get out of here. And Light's like, no, you have to take the car. That's part of the job. So eventually he, uh, suppressing fire, allows Emilio Estevez to take the car. And then later on, Emilio Estevez is like, Light, you can't just shoot into a house. Like, that's fucked up. You can't just, like open fire inside of a house mm-hmm. and then light points the gun at Emilio Estevez and shoots and shows them that he was shooting blanks the whole time. Uh, so he wasn't actually shooting anything in there. Um, interesting. So lights, lights a loose cannon, man, dude, he's a wild all the dude. Fucking like repo men are crazy. Yeah, they are <laughs> in different ways. <laughs> They're all insane. So Roswell guy, uh, huh. The guy with the glasses. The guy with the one glass. Yes. The darkened glass. The one yes. darkened glass calls Layla on the phone because they're working together, I guess. That makes sense. I mean, she was mentioning, I know this guy who's driving a Malibu. There whatever. you go. Yeah. So he's warning Layla, but he's using some kind of voice scrambler. So she can't understand him and he oh. can't understand her. 
Um, what a great phone call. But then the Fed show up and smash into the uh, telephone booth that he's in and take Layla to a like uh, interrogation. Yeah. Room. How they know where's Layla? She's on the phone. But they're both on payphones. Different payphones. Dif- but they're very close to each other. Oh, okay. Um, and so then the Feds take Layla, and Layla's like, they're like, uh, they're like. Layla, we know you know about this stuff. We know you want to look into the Malibu. And she's like, yeah, because there's aliens in the Malibu. And they're like, illegal aliens? And she's like, no, aliens from outer space, extraterrestrials. <laughs> then they're like, we're going to have to torture you, Layla. You understand that? And Layla's like, I would torture me, too, if I wanted the information that you guys want. Um, and then they're like, oh, you should be part of the CIA or the FBI. Would you be interested in taking a job here? Another Repo Man style thing. Exactly. And then Layla's like... Well, I might have to talk to my boyfriend first. And then, I guess, because she's being recorded, they look into who her boyfriend is and they figure out that it's Otto. Ah. So they're going to look into him. Yeah, they really cemented that relationship. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and so then, uh, Repo Man apparently don't need cops. There's a, n- n- there's a later scene where the Repo Men are all chatting with each other. They're talking about how they're like, we go in alone. We, we look out for each other. We're like John Wayne. And then Miller's like, John Wayne was uh was he uses a, a homophobic slur oh yeah these all the time yeah <laughs> they're all punks they're all bad people right and then he's like yeah john wayne wore dresses and and liked watching uh his uh, friends have sex with their wives and then everyone's like so what everyone likes doing that <laughs> and it's so funny because they were like first they were like talking highly of john wayne and then this guy starts like shitting on john wayne in their viewpoint and then they're like yeah that's cool because john wayne does it it's cool for us too and then they see emilio estevez and they see that he got beat up and they're uh-huh. like, who beat you up, Emilio Estevez? And he's like, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to tell anybody. And then they grab him and they like hold his he- head down and they say, Taking this too personal, son. The thing is, Repo Man got beat up in the line of duty. Now, it doesn't matter that that man was you. What really matters is that the guy that did it has got to pay the price. Oh, what is this reliance on? Yeah, what and then they say, for? Now stop being selfish and tell us his name. Come on! So it's like, yeah, Reba men are a bit like cops right now. And I'm like, that's kind of interesting. Hmm. That's an interesting idea. That's interesting. Because also, too, like this idea of like cops in most cases are also like, really just trying to protect the status quo and property, mm-hmm. so do repo men. Yeah. They're and just... they're willing to do that any means necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting. And so then he tells him who did it, but apparently it's a Mr. Um- Humphreys, some guy with glasses and who's oh, bald. This is not even the person that actually beat him up. I don't know who okay. this guy is, but the repo men show up to this guy's house and beat the shit out of him. Uh, and then Otto Emilio Estevez goes to this really shitty bar that has this really shitty band that's singing there. They are like, it's funny. They're they're singing like a crooner song, but they're singing it poorly, and they're dressed up like crooners, like okay. with like uh like sparkly, colorful jackets. But they're singing like, yeah, baby, I wanna eat your face. Like they're singing nonsense, but they're it's like it's really fucking weird. And then they cut to Emilio Estevez, and he's just like, man, I can't believe we used to like these guys. <laughs> That's awesome. It's really great. Like it's like this weird world, but like the totally like honestly up to this point, I'm like I don't know if I like this movie. And then that happened. I'm like, okay, this. Is <laughs> I'm on board. I'm yeah, I'm on board. This is probably pretty great. So he's in the bar with his girlfriend Ly- Layla and the uh, FBI uh, Fed woman. We learn that the woman who wears the glove 
She wears a glove because her hand is apparently made of robotics. Okay. I don't yeah. know why. Sure. Sure. Love it. Why not? Why not? And so they're trying to get information out of out of uh, Emilio Estevez, but he doesn't he doesn't have anything to tell them. But then the punks show up to the bar as well, and they know Otto, and everyone realizes the punks know each other. And they're like, hey, look who this fucking guy is. It's Otto. He's all straight-laced. Corporal man now. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, right. And then one of the uh, one of the punks goes like, "Let's go commit some crimes." He just says that, so then they leave the bar. I like that. I love it. I love that bit. And then they leave the bar, and then they see Roswell guy trying to get his car back. He's like, "This looks just like my car." And the punks are like, "No, this can't be your car. It's our car." And he's like, "Were there some pecan pies in the back seat?" And they're like, "Not anymore. We ate them." <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, "Hey, what's in your guys's trunk?" And they're like, "Huh?" And he's like, oh, you guys don't know what's in your own trunk? Must not be your car. And then he's like, I know what's in the trunk. And so then they go open the trunk up. But then one of their hands burns. They're like, oh, my God, it's so hot. And then one of the other punks goes back and opens the trunk. And he vaporizes yep. just like the cop at the beginning. And everyone gets super, super fucking scared. The Roswell guy takes his car back. And then one of the punks is like, like that was really fucked up. He gets, he's like clearly shaking. Uh-huh. And then one of the other punks, this woman, is like, let's go commit some crimes, like you said. And he's like, yeah. Let's go get sushi and not pay for it. Awesome. It was great. And so then the repo men come across the Rodriguez brothers who are trying to repurpose because the Rodriguez brothers come across the Roswell car. Right. So all three cars are next to each other. The repo men attack the Rodriguez brothers and they're like, we know you guys don't own the car that you're in. We are going to beat you up. We're going to beat your car up. And the Rodriguez brothers is like, bitch, we own this car. Fuck you. We're going to sue your ass. And they do. And they sue them for damages, for assault. And uh, and they all sue Bud because Bud's the one that did it. And so Bud ends up going like, fuck you guys. I don't want this job anyway because they're going to fire him for doing this. And they, they call the they call the Rodriguez brothers government scumbags. So I'm curious what that means as well. They must work for the government. I think, yeah, I think they're more higher up or something, more sanctioned. Yeah. And th- there's this part was really great, too. So Bud is now in trouble. He, he he loses his job as a repo man. You know, I almost wonder if it's like small town cops versus, yeah. like, government FBI. I think I think that's what it is, working with the, the repo men. Yeah, something like that. So Bud is in, it, he's in trouble. So he's, he's basically fired. And so he's in a car with uh, Milo Estevez. Milo is driving him. And he's just like, he's looking, he's looking out the window at all these poor people, like winos and homeless people. Mm -hmm. He's like, all these people of debts. I just want to, I just want to fucking know how much they owe. And I just want to take everything from God. And Emilio Estevez is like, dude, they're poor. They don't own anything. They don't owe anybody anything. They can't pay you with anything. And it's just clear that like, Bud has been been a repo man for so long that his like viewpoint of the world is twisted. Like every everyone yeah. owes everyone anything, you know. When you're a hammer, everything looks exactly, like a nail. Exactly, exactly, and that's what's happening. And it just it's too much for Emilio, so he gets out of the car and he just like walks down the street, and we just see all these like homeless people, and then we see a guy shot or killed in the middle of the street and there's these guys in hazmat suits picking the guy up and like narrating what they're doing to each other it was fucking weird <laughs> but then Emilio Estevez comes across the guy who drives the alien car uh the Roswell car and he chases the car down the guy opens the the, the door lets Emilio Estevez in and he talks about how everyone's like there's lysolves and radiation and he's like but here's the thing is I was working with radiation I was working with aliens but then I got a lobotomy and I'm a lot better now and he says that he's like, oh, some of my best friends got lobotomies. See, the thing is, is you work in 
with the government and you work uh-huh. on all this like super dangerous secretive shit like the neutron bomb or working with aliens and you start to feel bad you start to like all these emotions come uh-huh. up but then if you get in a lobotomy then you can start working on this stuff you don't oh, worry man. about it anymore and like like i don't like i don't know like that's great like yeah. i kind of like that like I, this idea that you have to be this sort of government drone to work on all this awful shit which kinda, is like true kind of feels like um it does feel like they live a lot. Yeah, it does. In, in a weird way. It's weird. And so, and like, this this is like a nothing character, really, because then he's like, then he, like, because he got a lobotomy and because he's been in this car with fucking radiation and aliens and shit, he starts to, like, pass out. And Emilio Estevez leaves him to die. And spoilers, later on, he just l- dies on the side of the road because he's bleeding out due to radiation and shit. And then the government finds his body and they're like, hey, look, it's the guy that owns the, 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 car the the roswell car and then a guy with a hazmat suit shows up and just burns him alive oh my god just burns his body (laughs) it's fucking crazy (laughs) like it's just like okay that's just what happens yeah yeah that's how it be and so right and so then um emilio takes the car back to the repo lot but then someone else shows up to take the car away and we don't know who it is right now uh so then the uh malibu is missing uh, and Marlene, the repo place owner, is like, we're in trouble with the feds because we said we had this car, but now it's not here anymore. And there's a cop outside uh, watching all this go down. He's a friend, apparently, of the repo men. And he's like, he, uh, Emilio is like, we have to help Marlene. And uh, the cop's like, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a, a mouse? Or no, do you want to be a man or do you want to be a chicken? Because <laughs> the chicken, they live pretty good lives. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> and so... And so Emilio uh, is like, I don't want to be a chicken. I want to go in there and save Marlene. So he does. But then the cop who was just talking to Emilio Estevez comes in and points a gun at Marlene. He's like, you better not hurt the FBI. And it's great because then this cop is sort of like. So she did join the FBI, I guess. She was. Well, she got she got a thing from the FBI oh, saying, okay. like, find this car. But now she's in trouble because they don't have the car anymore. And so then the the the, the, the cop is holding a gun, op- a gun up at Marlene. Like, you shouldn't hurt the FBI agents because she's just trying to, like, protect herself. So she fucking beats up everybody. Okay. And, and Emilio Estevez throws hot coffee all over the cop. And uh, then her... And uh, she she escapes, but Emilia Smith gets caught by the the feds and taken to a uh, interrogation room. And there's this great uh, bit where the uh, the uh, they try to interrogate him. Uh, oh wait, oh wait, I fucking missed this whole thing. Uh oh, this whole bit where he Emilio Estevez goes to a convenience store. His friends, uh-huh. his punk friends, hold the convenience store up. So they've done that multiple times, right. I think. Yeah. So they go in and they see everybody. And then the guy, the bald guy, right before all this, the bald guy punk is talking to this lady punk. And the bald guy punk is like, hey, man, you want to just like settle down? I feel like we, I think this is after he'd seen, he'd seen his friend radiated. Yeah. And he's just like, do you just want to like settle down, get a, like a house and a couple of kids? Like he doesn't want this life of, of punk anymore. But then they go hold up the convenience store and he shoots, everyone has guns. And so he shoots. I can't imagine why they would want to get guns after being robbed so many times. I know, right? exactly. So he shoots a cop. The cop shoots him. Uh, and then a Dean or a Bud is in there too. So Bud gets shot, and then the owner of the convenience store gets shot, and the only ones left alive or living or whatever, like okay, basically the ones the ones not shot are Emilio Estevez, Emilio Estevez, and the lady punk. And the lady punk is like she's just like wow, everyone got shot, and she just leaves. Like she, <laughs> doesn't, she didn't even take the money. And so then Emilio Estevez gets down to the ground, and he's holding his friend, his punk friend, the, uh-huh. the bald guy. 
And the punk friend goes, Lights are growing dim. I know a life of crime led me to this sorry fate. And yet, I, I blame society. Society made me what I am. That's bullshit. You're a white suburban punk, just like me. But it still hurts. <laughs> then he dies. <laughs> that part was great. That's, I love that part. That part's, that's wild. That's something you would write. It really, it's like so self-aware. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is great. And so anyway, <laughs> thank you, by the way. So then Emilio <laughs> gets taken by the feds. He's brought into an interrogation center. And uh, the lady with the robotic hand says, time is short, so I'll have to torture you, but it's not personal. And then they start torturing him, but Emilio Estevez doesn't know anything. And and even Emilio Estevez's girlfriend is like, don't torture him. Don't hurt him. He doesn't know anything. And she's like, doesn't matter. Like, we're just gonna get <laughs> doesn't matter. We're just going to have fun here. Right, exactly. I captured him. But then, Can't torture him. But then the Rodriguez brothers show up and save him. Oh. Save Emilio Estevez. Huh. And they're like, they're getting away. The girlfriend says they're getting away. The really Rodriguez brothers and and also Marlene. And then uh, the CIA FBI woman with the glove goes, "It's all part of the plan, apparently." Okay. And so then, this part, this is when the movie goes complete balls to the wall. Oh, really? More? Yes. Oh God. They go to the hospital because Bud is alive, and they ask him where the Malibu is. But then the feds show up, and so then they have to run out of the hospital. Uh, and then they get cornered by the feds and they're like, where's the Malibu? And they're like, we thought you had the Malibu. You guys don't have the Malibu. We don't have the Malibu. Where's the Malibu? And then they cut back to Bud in the hospital bed and they're like, Bud know, must know where the Malibu is. So then they all run back to Bud's room, but he's gone because he was watching television and he learned uh, that uh, it's apparently hailing in the middle of uh, L.A., which never happens. Uh-huh. And it's hailing because of the radiation oh, radiating from the Malibu. So he breaks out of the hospital, but they don't know that he's broken out yet. So then uh, the punks and the feds show back up in his room. He's gone. And then Mila says, like, scramble. And then he rips uh, some uh, smoke bombs, uh, opens the smoke bombs off of one of the feds so that they can get away. They all get away. They rush back to the, uh, the, uh, the, the repo uh, place. Uh-huh. Bud is sitting in the glowing green car, glowing due to radiation. Just straight up, just green. straight up, and okay. he's just sitting in there, and he's and he's like got it. And Emilio Estevez is like, "You have to get out of there. You're gonna get. You're gonna die." And he's just like, he's like, "Dude, here's the thing: is people want this car, right?" Like oh Emilio Estevez says this to to Bud. He's like, "We can just, we can just." Th- Give it to the feds. Like, let's just give it away. And he's like, you know, we'll 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 split the finder's fee 60-40. And Bud's like, who's getting the 60? And Emilio Estevez is like, well, I figured since I'm the one that found the car. And then <laughs> Bud raises a gun. And he's like, you should get it. <laughs> <laughs> but then the feds show up and shoot Bud again. <laughs> just light him up with bullets. Like, blood everywhere. Oh, man. But he's still alive somehow, even though he got shot in the head and just you rattled with bullets. I, I believe it somehow. Right? I'm like, I'm a, I'm along for this ride. And he's just like bleeding out. They're like, bud, do you want a drink? Do you want some beer? you want a drink? He's like, give me a cigarette. <laughs> so he's just smoking a cigarette while bleeding out. And then and then the feds bring hazmat guys to try to get close to the car. But whenever somebody gets close, they burn, they burn into flames or whatever. And then uh, finally, 
Miller, the guy who was talking about time travel and shit, oh, yeah, yeah. he walks into the car like no big deal. And he sits in the glowing car and he's looking over Emilio. He's like, get in the car, Emilio. And he's like, me? And then Layla's like, don't get in that car, you dummy. I should be the one in the car with you. And uh, Emilio's like, what? And, and Layla's like, me and you, we should be in there. And he's like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> And so then he Man. gets he gets in the car with Miller, and then the car lifts off the ground <laughs> and flies around the city. And then Miller says, "The life of a repo man is always intense," <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> this glowing green radiant car just flies around the city. <laughs> Brilliant! What a fantastic movie. I can what see why it's a fuck? classic. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? I was at the end of the movie. I was like shocked. They they ended a movie like like a line of cocaine. It's just over. Like, I love how you're like, I don't know, like all these things are happening. I'm like, if I have the movie, I had to like grip on to like like hold on to something. Like, what the fuck's gonna happen next? What is going on? Like I was like so confused. Uh, what yeah. a fantastic ending, though. Insane. Like, nuts shit, man. Uh, it was great. I loved it. I loved it. I actually really liked this movie a yeah, lot. I, I was like, not I expecting... I was really, like, halfway through, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I also like it. I was like, I don't know if I like this movie. Yeah. It's just so weird, but I can't stop looking at it. It's yeah, like a yeah, car yeah. crash. Th- that's exactly what it was like. Yeah, it totally was. And it was just, like, weird shit just keeps happening. And I think that's the difference between his other movie, uh, Sid and Nancy, Sid and Nancy where, yeah. like, Sid and Nancy were, like, following these two characters, and I was just like, I don't like these characters yeah. at all we're supposed to really care about them also they were like real life people yeah so and that, that was weird, weird. It's, yeah. instead of just this off the wall bullshit that yeah this movie is it's just like weird punk social commentary yeah 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 like just with a hammer it's, great. it's like robocop right it, like it's it just, 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 just over like the top smashing everything in its yeah. way and it, it's kind of great too because like it even makes fun of punks too, yeah. like like white suburban punks. It's like, what are you fucking like, like what are you raging against? against? Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing is, even Emilio Estevez, like his character, he's just he's got some, he's got parents, they're stable house. Yeah, like, exactly. Maybe they're weird, but like, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So was everyone apparently? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I dug it. There's a lot I liked it, and also what I think grounds it too is it got good actors. Like Emilio Estevez is really good in this. He's so good at like deadpanning, just being like, yeah, yeah. Sure. And also when you said like the line where he's like, fuck that. Like, yeah. I totally see him saying that. <laughs> it was great. Like Harry Dean Stanton is great. Like everyone's good in this movie. I liked everybody. Uh, everyone knows what kind of movie they're in. They're all yeah. having a good time. And they bring some kind of weird like grounding. Like like I really liked Light. Like I liked how like grounded he was. Like I don't know. Everyone did a really good job. Grounded despite being like a Just weirdo that shoots the in the house. houses. Yeah. It's like here, have this diegetics book. Yeah. I don't know. It was all kind of great. Your life, man. It's always fucking weird, but it's really, I don't know. It's like hard to put my finger on exactly what like works about it because uh, I looked up this guy's other movies and it sounds like they're all in the same vein as this. Just like a mashup of weird things all thrown together. But here it's like, it's like jump. It's like good jambalaya, man. It's like good. Like, <laughs> it's just a bunch of ingredients in a pot and, and it, it probably shouldn't work, but yeah. it kind of does, it does. Like, in a weird of... way. Yeah, sure. Maybe the steak's a little tough. Yeah. 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 yeah kind of yeah. hard to get through, but it doesn't matter because the rest of it's so interesting. Yeah. You just can't stop eating it it's good man yeah. i liked it i liked this movie a lot like yeah, i was really surprised i see like uh i don't know like i see uh there's like a, a local theater that plays like random like art house movies near us and like they're, they're always showing this one and I'm, i've never i've never 
wanted to i've never been like oh man i gotta see that movie i gotta check it out but like now i've been seeing it i'm like this movie, yeah this is a perfect like more go to yeah see more people gotta see this weird ass thing it's that's weird that so many other people know about yeah apparently right? it's like but, a massive thing uh but i've never heard anyone talk about like the specifics no i'm that's the thing I'm is, glad like, about it, I yeah i guess it was a good like i didn't know i thought repo man was just maybe not even like literal repo men from like this day and age i thought yeah. it was like a weird new future future cop for all or something which kind of ended up being in some weird way yeah well that's that's what the remake was oh. or, i don't even know what it's called if it's a remake but it's like there's a movie called repo men where it's uh maybe it's Schultz, whatever it's the other it's like either the plural or singular version yeah, yeah depending think... on this but it's 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 got jude law it's about people that go they, they repossess organs Oh, I do remember hearing about this movie come yeah. out. And 2010. Nobody watched it, I think. Nobody I don't think anybody cared. Uh, whereas, like, this movie, again, I thought that's what this was. I thought it was going to be a straightforward, like, metaphorical film. And it's, like, it's not straightforward. <laughs> but I kind of dig it's sort of, like, weird. I don't know. Like God, this movie looks too... I'm just looking at R- Repo Men, and it looks way too serious. It's got Forrest Whitaker in it. Is it? Oh, yeah, that's the other guy. It's Repo Men? Yeah, that's okay, the one you're talking so about. It's yeah, about... It's plural. It's about, like, taking back hearts and like, yeah, stuff yeah, like organs. that. Yeah, yeah, organs. People can't things. pay for the organs that they have. Yeah. So take them back. It's, it feels, like, almost too edgy for its own good. Yeah, it feels like a minority report. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, it's not, uh, not doing well. But, yeah, this one, I don't know, man. There's something about it. There's something about this weird mix of shit that just, like, really, really, really tastes good. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> really? It's just so damn bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> I can see also why it's kind of like a cult classic, too. Yeah. Because it's just like, how do you pitch someone this movie? You can't. I you mean, really can't. Because if I were to say, like, it's about a guy who's a repo man in some kind of strange, like, uh like post-apocalypse or I can't, it's not even a post-apocalypse like it's it's like it just I, I don't even know how to describe the movie of correctly you know no I, maybe that's why we've never heard it described because yeah. no one can really describe this strange movie unless you literally it's not go really about repo men like it's just about this weird world this weird society created. yeah oh man so this is apparently his debut movie oh this came out before sin and nancy uh i believe so that's what it does that's surprising you said like well i don't know i'm looking at a bunch of stuff here oh it's an actor section it's not this guy's director section yeah i think this is yeah besides like a short this was his first movie wow said nancy Nancy was right after okay wow okay so i guess he worked on this and then he's like got some kind of he made a movie in 2009 called Repo Chick. There you go. Yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about. He made a lot of weird movies. Like, uh, Bill the Galactic Hero. These he, are all strange. He made Tombstone Rashomon. He made Bill the Galactic Hero. He made Straight to Hell Returns. He made Searchers 2.0. Yeah. He made I'm a Juvenile Delinquent Jail Me. Like, I, that's the thing that's weird about this is I could see all of these being really bad <laughs> and mean, really just like corny. Yeah. Not interesting. Yeah. And I'm looking at just a, just the sampling of like the IMDb ratings and the Metacritic ratings on here. Mm. They're all pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. For most of these. And I feel like you kind of just got maybe he just got lucky with Repo. Repo. Man. Like, like I think that's the thing is he got he I think he worked enough with like the times that were occurring and he just got all the right ingredients together. Yeah. And also I think sometimes maybe this is me. If I ever made a film, I feel like I would have all my good ideas because I'll be thinking about it for so long before mm, I make the movie. Make yeah. the one movie and I'll be like, oh man, I gotta make more? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm I'm out of ideas that are clever. Let's just redo. 
Oh, a biography? Sure, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you want more of the same? Uh, okay, we'll we'll do it. But what if we do it different? And like, yeah, it's hard to recapture that magic. I feel. Yeah, well, especially when the first one was built on. I mean, since this is his first like full length movie, it seems like it's probably built on a lot of just like anger and like raging against something. Exactly. And then after you make this successful film, and then the, your next successful film, it's kind of hard to continue raging when you're, you know, yeah. rich. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of tough to feel that punk energy when you got all that money now. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I enjoyed this film. I, I, I actually yeah. want to get. I, I don't own it on the Criterion. I, I whenever I watch uh, Criterion has these things where they get like directors to go into the Criterion closet and they can get whatever movies they want for free. And people always grab this one. And uh, I never owned this movie, but now I kind of want to. Criterion wanna... closet. What is that? What say that one more time? Like so, the Criterion collection right. has a series. It's been going on for years where they bring filmmakers, actors to go into the Criterion Closet, which is like a closet full of DVDs and Blu-rays of, of the Criterion collection. Uh-huh. And the, the movie makers and, go into the closet and they can grab however many they want for free. Oh, okay. So, so then they just show like a little video of them, what they grab. Right. And they're just like, I, they, they'll grab a movie and they're like, I love this movie for this reason. Or they're like, this is my favorite film or they're, they're whatever. And they almost, almost always they grab eight and a half, which I'll, another movie I haven't seen, a Fellini film. Oh, and I've they, seen that movie. You've seen eight and a half? Yeah. Oh, I got to watch that movie. It's a little slow, but it's That's what I heard. Uh, but they always grab eight and a half and they always also almost always seem to grab uh, Repo Man. Huh. I've never seen it, but I always see people grabbing it. I'm like, oh, there must be something to this film. Uh, there's definitely something to this film because, like, even though we talked about it at length for almost yeah. an hour, yes, um, I don't feel like we can really put our finger on it. So no. we just described a bunch of stuff, but like, yeah. what really makes this film magical? You kind of have to see yourself. You definitely do. I'd I'd highly recommend tracking this film down and watching it it's so weird it it's, really it's so is. weird it shouldn't work it's just like yeah it's just like a concoction of strange ideas and i think that's what filmmakers like look at and like man if that person can make a weird bizarre movie that yeah. like appeals to a like de- just a debut we- too yeah which appeals to weirdos yeah but also has like a message behind it like that's just kind of like everything it, it gives you hope yeah. Gives you hope as a filmmaker that yeah, like exactly. maybe you can come across yeah, this too. Yeah, maybe you could be lucky like this too. This is why movies like Cats 2019 gets made, man. Yeah, this you is how. you you tell people about a movie like Repo Man, and you're just like, there's no way that movie's gonna be successful or popular. Mm-hmm. But it winds up being that. But and it then winds up. and then somebody comes to you and you're like, I want to make Cats the musical as a live action film with CG cats, and you're just like, that doesn't sound right. But you know what? But you know what? You made Les Mis. Yeah, Here you go. have some money. Here you go. Why yeah, I'm sure lightning will strike twice, <laughs> just like probably, just like Repo Man. This is probably the very first time someone's ever compared Repo Man to Cats, and I'm glad to be the man to do it. Yeah, that's uh, why you come to this podcast. Yeah. Are there any other movies in the Criterion that you guys recommend we watch that maybe we haven't? You should email us at email at theotherfpodcast.com and let us know. And if you like this episode, um, you should uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know. Quitter, Twitter, Twitter, quit Twitter. that Twitter. Enough, well, of, enough of Twitter. We're out. Enough of Twitter. Just it's kidding, too much. Solar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then also, if you want to listen to our previous episodes, you can find them on any podcatching app. And right there, please leave a five star rating and review. We will read it on the show, no matter what it says, uh, even if it is punk and hard to understand in a collection of strange things thrown together. I like um, the one punk word, which or the punk phrase, I suppose, would be it, which is uh, "fuck off, Nazi punks." <laughs> yeah, Nazi punks. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Good. Fuck out Nazi Park. Yeah. Fuck off everybody. <laughs> <laughs>